This is Season 3 of Open Book, a podcast about interpreting literature with Michael Elliott. Interpreting literature. Well, that's my standard definition of the tagline for this podcast anyway, but this season is a little bit different. I'm actually not interpreting literature in Season 3. Season 3 is about hearing literature, rolling it around in your head, immersing yourself in it like a, like a warm bath. So maybe let's try that opener again. This is Season 3 of Open Book, a podcast about reading with Michael Elliott. I want to do something different with Season 3, so I want to, in essence, let the books speak for themselves. Actually, that's not really accurate. It's not literal, anyway. I want to let me speak the words in the books and nothing else. So, Season 3 is about reading. More specifically, reading poetry. More specifically than that, reading long-form poetry out loud. This season isn't about interpretation the way that the preceding two were. At least, it's not about the kind of interpretation that I've done before. It's about the music of the poems themselves, about the the patterns of sound that they have. So, in season three, you will hear the language of poems, uh, but not the language that we literary critics use to describe and analyze them. How's that? Doesn't really fit onto a tagline. (laughs) Wallace Stevens, uh, the American modernist poet, once said that poetry must resist the intelligence almost successfully. Well, a lot of Wallace Stevens' poems do that. They resist the intelligence, but they really please the ear. One of my favorite uh, descriptions of reading poetry aloud comes in a poem by Alfred Tennyson, the Victorian giant of letters and of stature, by the way. He was about six feet tall. Tennyson is the poet laureate uh, who was featured in season two, episode four. And in a poem called The Epic, Tennyson describes a poet reading his Arthurian romance out loud, quote, mouthing out his hollow O's and ah's deep-chested music. It's a great line. Tennyson was famous for his sonorous recitations of his own poetry, so he probably modeled that poet in that poem named Everard Hall on himself. And it happened that Tennyson, by the way, had also written an Arthurian epic called Idols of the King. What I really love, though, about hearing poetry read out loud is how it mixes the cadences of ordinary speech with the formal structure of the verse versus rhythm and rhyme. It's alliterations and juxtaposition. It's stanzas and its sentences. They're always in tension with each other. I tend to read poems in complete sentences, whether they're narrative poems or lyrical poems. I read them as though they are prose, while I also try to respect the way that poems lie on the page, the way that their language unfolds in patterns beyond and yet within sentences. When we're listening to poems, we don't have to struggle necessarily to interpret them. Maybe that's 
one of the nice things about season three. We can sometimes just hear the poems. We can just listen to them. And we ha- we can stop reaching always for paraphrases and close readings. We can, in other words, we can channel our inner Wallace Stevens. So in this season, I'm going to do just that, literally. I'm just reading poems. My intention is to read long poems, like I said, or maybe probably sequences of shorter poems like sonnets or elegies that fit together into a a longer structure. But that might change as the season unfolds. Who can say? I'm going to read some old favorites. Uh, I'm going to read some poems, though, that I've meant to read for a lot of years. For instance, I've just finished recording Walt Whitman's Song of Myself, uh, and I literally read it for the first time into this microphone. The same with Simon Armitage's translation of the medieval dream vision, Pearl. And as those two t- poems suggest, one from the 19th century, one from the, what, 14th century? I'm not really sure about Pearl. As those two poems suggest, though, I'm going to wander through time and through the English-speaking nations, American, British, uh, and the rest, at Canadian Perhaps. At the start of every episode, I'll give you the author, I'll give you the title, and I'll give you nothing else. In the show notes, I'll give you the edition that I'm reading from. And these episodes are going to be released irregularly whenever I have enough material. As for really long poems like like uh, Whitman's, like Walt Whitman's, which took me almost, no, no, over two hours to read, I will split them into shorter episodes. As usual, please, please send me your thoughts, send me your questions, and your suggestions for things I might read by email. I am at Elliot, that's U-L-L-Y-O-T, at ucalgary.ca, that's U-C-A-L-G-A-R-Y dot C-A. And just to close, here, just to have give you something lovely to listen to, is Christina Rossetti's sonnet, Remember, just because it sounds beautiful. Remember me when I am gone away, gone far away into the silent land, when you can no more hold me by the hand, nor I have turned to go, yet turning, stay. Remember me when no more day by day you tell me of our future that you planned Only remember me. You understand it will be late to counsel then or pray, yet if you should forget me for a while and afterwards remember, do not grieve, for if the darkness and corruption leave a vestige of the thoughts that once I had, better by far you should forget and smile than that you should remember and be sad.'" 